Hello to all Podcast 1.0 listeners, I'm Namrata and I welcome you all to the Foundation series on chatbots. Episode content powered by Wasoch, a contextual content solution provider for green businesses in science and art fields. I have with me two lovely ladies today, Christina Santmarina and Eva. Hello, Christina. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Let me introduce them to you. Christina is an information system professional, founder and CHO of Bots for Health. She has worked as project manager and process manager for nine years, helping stakeholders of all backgrounds in expanding and transforming various different side organizations in Germany, Czech Republic, and Guinea. She's an active participant in women-centric tech events, conferences, and movements. She started two e-health projects. The most recent one is Bots for Health that aims to improve women's health through conversations. And Eva, Eva was born in September and she's a healthcare bot developed to help young women access information about their sexual and reproductive health and be a friend and guide supporting them, helping them to lead a happy and healthy life. So tell us Christina, what is a chatbot to you in general sense? And what Eva means to you? How's your experience with Eva? I would define a chatbot as a conversational interface, a computer program that works inside of the chat interfaces. We usually use WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Viber. Um, I started Eva because I think uh, some things are better understood through conversations than mm -hmm. reading long pages or watching YouTube videos or other channels we have. Uh, I started Eva in September, uh, an English version of her has been released very recently at the beginning of the month and okay. the experience is really good. I think I'm learning a lot from the people using her and learning how people understand chatbots and what problems uh, women have specifically. Okay, so tell us uh, more about your learning from the interactions Eva had with women and what actually Eva is doing right now. So. Eva works by asking questions, she offers people to write kind of a diary where women can write down how they feel in different days of the month and okay. she complements this with a period reminder so I can indicate the date of my last period and Eva will guess uh, based on the length of my periods when she has to alert me. Uh, what I've learned mostly is first of all there is a big interest in men knowing about this chat for, for, uh, chatbot for women and on the interactional side, I think uh, we're facing a problem right now in which people have big expectations about chatbots being able to process natural language and on the other hand, chatbot developers having to make sure the interaction is guided and using mostly buttons and, and predefined answers for this. I think that's the most interesting area at the moment. Okay, so Eva is taking baby steps and evolving every day with the conversations she's having with women. So how do you think the digital healthcare uh, system, digital healthcare space can benefit most from the bots like Eva or any other healthcare or fitness bot? I think actually the healthcare industry is uh, like one of the sectors that can benefit the most of the chatbot's idea close to education and customer service. I think health has a big component of uh, mental balance 
and mm -hmm. I think a lot of activities like pre-consultations or booking one-to-one -one consultations with doctors or just knowing general information or keeping track of personal thoughts uh, can be very benefited from having this automated or guided interactions in the form of a chat. Well, you talked about personal thoughts and sharing private information with uh, bots. So you, you must be reading through the conversations that women have with Eva to improve and to make user experience better. So how are you dealing with data privacy and ethical issues in that way? That's a big pile in my reading at the moment. Uh, I hear a bit of a contradictory information from the different people I'm talking with. Uh, what I'm trying to do at the moment is stay out of the problem by collecting as little information as I can. So all of the personal information currently stays on Facebook. I don't receive personal data, uh, except for the answers people send to the question I, I make. And the questions are very open, very, how are you feeling today? Uh, what I'm trying to do is collect enough information to be able to improve the prototype without getting into the problem of data privacy. So are you, uh, are you doing something in the design or in the framework to segregate this? Or what do you say to uh, women if they get personal or share some personal information with Eva? At the moment, I haven't received anything that, I, that is considered personal medical information. Uh, I'm using a framework, it's called Chatfuel, and they do all the data collection on their side. So I can monitor uh, the kind of labels people enter, and if something like that would happen, I would send a message explaining um, this is currently not regulated, whatever you do, I guess you're doing it uh, in a kind of a wild field. At the moment, as I said, I'm researching, uh, there is a lot of literature, but unfortunately there is nothing specifically for chatbots. So a form in a website is very easy to limitate. A conversation in which all the answers are accepted, uh, it's very hard to, to limit on the kind of inputs you can get. Okay, so what are your thoughts regarding a bot having personality? I think personality uh, is too big of a word for what we can do with chatbots right now. I think chatbots can have personal traits, so a chatbot can have a gender, a chatbot can have a character, a way of speaking, a way of using things like emoticons or exclamation marks. I think personality uh, englobes a lot more than that. Uh, I don't think a chatbot can have a preference for music unless it's designed and I think the moment we get deep into this kind of decision, decisions around design, we may forget about the important things like keeping conversations in flow and making sure we provide information of value. Christina, you are collecting a lot of data from uh, the users, so how do you manage that data, analyze that data and learn from that data? I'm collecting data from users mostly uh, through surveys. I've sent uh, three surveys in the last couple of weeks, one about the methods uh, women use to deal with their periods, being tampons or pads or menstrual caps. I sent another one for um, ways women deal with the discomfort of their periods, being it in chocolate or doing sports. So as you see, I'm keeping the information collected very general and, and harmful. Mm -hmm. And I collected another survey that I sent to all men users of the chatbot, asking about the interest they had in the field and whether they think Eva could be used by women in their surroundings. I'm collecting all this data through Chatpool's uh, JSON forms and I'm parsing them and running some analytics. 
One of the things I find more challenging is the need for manual work in it because through forms uh, you can limit the input you receive. Uh, through conversations it feels very unnatural to do it. So for example, uh, in a form I can have a radio button that is a yes or no. As soon as you have it in a conversation, the person can answer with a yeah, yes, yups, nope, no. Mm. It's, very, it's very varied. So uh, it involves a lot of manual work, it's very and that's interesting. That's an interesting use case for the bot community. And so what do you think uh, about uh, the right time? I think it's not mature yet. I think uh, the moment to start implementing early chatbots is right now. I think whoever doesn't start playing with it right now is going to be left behind. However, and there's a reason why I pick something uh, and, and I keep my, my service very general and unharmful as I said. Uh, there is this big unknown as to data privacy and what we're going to do with the data and how chatbots are going to behave with sensitive issues like health. Uh, so I think we should keep it very um, high level. So a chatbot for booking uh, a consultation with a professional, sure, go for it. Uh, I'm not a big fan of chatbots uh, doing diagnose or um, similar stuff at the moment. I think we still have a very long way to go both on the artificial intelligence and the natural language processing, uh, cleaning only incognitas as to legality and, and data privacy and ethics. Okay, so you think human fare far much better when it comes to diagnosis and uh, talking with patients. It's, uh, the bots can be a very good supportive assistance. Who should be contacting you after listening to this episode? Anyone that actually thinks I have no interest in, in using any chatbot like this. So any woman that thinks I can't use a, a women health chatbot or any person that believes that uh, health chatbots are not interesting. And the reason why is I believe uh, bad feedback, so to say, is the one from which we can learn the most. And everyone I'm talking to is interested in one way or another. So the outliers, that's the people I would like to talk to. This is the last one for you. What is hot and what is not for a chatbot? I think hot is a chatbot that just works. A chatbot that I don't have to guess and a chatbot that gives me a close set of options so that I can't uh, get wild with it and end up losing it. Uh, I think what's not hot is a chatbot that doesn't learn from interactions. I think um, empathy is very important and I think uh, chatbots should improve with every conversation and should listen to the signals humans send while we're chatting with them to know what goes and what doesn't go. Okay, so we will close after listening to a very interesting story that you have Eva and the conversation she had with any user. So I just read somewhere that somebody, um, Eva was so helpful that somebody said, I love you, Eva, and you had no answer prepared. <laughs> That's actually right, yes. Uh, it's funny how people respond in a very emotional way to chatbots. I've had both the I love you, for which I have I had no answer prepared, which is now in the system actually. I also had people getting very angry with Eva and using curse words, which are also <laughs> now... Um, they now have an answer ready. Yeah, but it's very interesting to see how people get emotional with, a, a, in the end, a, a computer program. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you think um, it, it's good to tell upfront that it's a bot and it's not a human and 
expect people to behave as if they are talking to a machine that is evolving rather than as if they are talking to a human i think that's right i think uh the there is a need for expectations management here uh if you talk with a bot knowing that it's a chatbot and that it has limited capabilities you will have uh, a peaceful conversation if you try to interact with a chatbot in the way you you interact with a human at the moment that won't be uh, a good experience you will get a lot of i didn't understand that you will get a lot of wrong answers and you will find that the topics you're really interested about uh, don't work in the conversation flow okay okay thank you very much christina for coming on the show and for this healthy and productive chat i wish you bots for health best for eva and a happy and healthy life to all the women and people who conversate with Eva or any other healthcare bot. I meet you next on another interesting episode with yet another chatbot guru on podcast 1.0. Till then, bye bye.